full ownership over our bodies. It's like we are sensual beings, we're not sexual. We can be if we want to be, but that should be up to us. Welcome to Love of My Life podcast, where we explore discovering love in unconventional and unexpected places. From fashion to music to career to platonic love, we explore the kinds of love we perhaps weren't taught to search for as 90s babies. And how those loves have shaped us and fulfilled us in adult life. Lovely Madeline Rose, how are you today? Lovely Victoria Rose, oh. I'm great, <laughs> how are you? I'm wonderful, big old love fest once again this week. No surprises there. No surprises there. What are we talking about today, Mads? We are talking about our beautiful, beautiful bodies. Oh, I love that. This is such an important episode, isn't it? It really is. So tell me, Madeline, why is your body the love of your life? My body has carried me through life. How could I not love her? Mm -hmm. She's been strong and resilient. My body has carried me through some pretty horrendous times in life. And I think in those times when my mind couldn't quite hold down the fort, my body really stepped up and held me together. Mm. I love my body because she homes me. She nurtures me. And she enables me to function in every aspect. And it's really important to nurture her back and treat her with kindness. Mm. I haven't always said the nicest things about my body. Mm. I and feel that like really everybody sucks. will be able to relate to yeah, that one. Yeah, absolutely. I know you've had a bit of experience with that, Maddie. Oh, haven't we all? Mm. I think we've all gone through a stage of treating our bodies with you know, not enough respect and mm. not enough kindness. Yeah. How has your relationship with your body evolved? Like, how have you learned to love it? What do you do to nurture your body now? Oh, what a good question. I think it's just so important to always check in with yourself, mm. to nurture yourself, to ground yourself. I think mental and physical exercise is so important. Yes. As basic as the exercise may be, even just going for a walk, standing on grass, Mm. like just earthing yourself and listening to your body, listening to what she needs, not starving her or denying her of anything. Yeah, so true. And I mean, one directly impacts the other, doesn't it? Like your Mm. physical health directs your mental health and vice versa. So when you do take time to ground yourself and take time in fresh air and nature, It's kind of rejuvenating for both your physical and mental health. Mm, Absolutely. And also just saying kind things to yourself. Mm. Like instead of saying, I hate my legs, you say, thank you for these wonderful legs that take me places and enable me and look what I can do with them. Like look what I can do with my body. It's easier said than done though, isn't it? Oh, (laughs) absolutely. I think like another thing as well, going out in nature and like taking time to ground yourself, it helps to break your cycle and your routine because, you know, we can get into these routines of going to work, working until 5pm, coming home, cooking dinner, going to sleep and then waking up and doing it all over again and you forget to actually take time to breathe and to just decompress. Yeah, well, you absolutely can neglect yourself when you get into a routine like that and you just forget how important it is to take a moment and stop and breathe and go outdoors and see the world. Yeah, I do want to talk to you about exercise though while we're on the topic of how Mm. we nurture our bodies How has your relationship with exercise changed over the years, Vic? 
Oh, this is a big one. Yeah. I think we've all gone down the exercise journey. Yeah. Uh, For years and years, I always had the goal of being as skinny as I possibly could be. I am lucky enough that my cousin also lives in Perth and he's a PT and I've started working out with him. And it's only been the last few months that I've started to change my mind frame into I'm doing this because it makes me feel good and it makes me mentally happier and physically stronger. Mm. And I'm not putting so much pressure on the aesthetic that I'm achieving from it. Yes. It just makes me feel better inside. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think those goals definitely have to be based on how you're feeling rather than how you're looking. Yeah. Because otherwise, if we put so much emphasis on the aesthetic goal, then we start to make comparisons as well to other people and that's not healthy and it's not nice. It never makes you feel good because if you're looking for flaws in yourself, you will always find them. Absolutely. And I mean, and that's when we start to talk bad about this beautiful lady that is our own body again. Yeah. And the conversation becomes more about, well, why doesn't she look like this Mm. rather than oh my God, I just squatted that much. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, look what I can do. I think it's also really important to listen to your body, like really paying attention to what our body needs. I know in my case, some days I wake up feeling so lethargic and I feel worse off for going to the gym. So, Mm. you know, you go for a walk or you do yoga instead. Like you have to work with your body. not against it and really listen and be intuitive and just do what feels good. Mm, That's what's important. And it's the same with eating, isn't it? Yes. I mean, big time. Obviously the goal is to be relatively healthy. Yeah. But I think it's so important not to deny yourself what you want. I am a big believer of eat the bloody cake. Yes, Have the wine, have the cheese. It's about balance, isn't it? You've got to enjoy life. Like how miserable would it be if you're like, well, I'm never eating that again. Yes. Yes, absolutely. My nutritionist is amazing because in my like plan that she's written me, she's accounted for the glasses of red wine that I will drink throughout the week (laughs) and the chocolate and all of that. And it's so good because you can't deny yourself things. I hate like fad diets. Mm. I think we grew up in an era where they were all the rage as well. But it's all about restricting yourself. And when you restrict things, you just want them more. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't work long term. It does not work. It's not sustainable. Mm, it's absolutely. about, you know, adapting your lifestyle so that it feels easy, it feels effortless, and you can still enjoy yourself. Yeah, definitely. Because when you deny yourself stuff, it's inevitable that you are eventually going to have a big binge on it, aren't you? Yep. I know that's definitely the case for me anyway, especially when I was younger. Mm. I feel like I would go weeks and weeks or even months just barely eating anything. And then all of a sudden I needed chocolate. (laughs) You'd eat seven Oh dear. (laughs) Well, I think that's the perfect segue to take us on our trip down memory lane today, Vic. Oh, let's go on a little trip. Let me take you back to 2011. It was my first year in high school. I was year eight. I'd come from a small primary school in like a small town. And so all the friends that came with me, they were all guys. And so we went to high school. I would hang out with them and they knew a bunch of other people. And so we had this big group of us and there was this big group of girls that I came kind of a part of for a small time. 
And it was a really weird, clicky situation. But I remember we would always hang out in this one place. And I remember at recess and lunchtime, it was kind of frowned upon for the girls to eat. Mm. And it was this awful feeling of like, if you did eat, the girls would look at you sideways and you be were like, big. Yeah. yeah. And you'd just feel like a bloody cow or something like that. Oh, like as big that. as and because I was tiny in high school. Mm. Like I weighed near to nothing. And trust me, I knew I'd weigh myself every morning, every night, before and after dinner. Yeah. Like it was excessive. And then I remember one day at lunchtime, the boys lined us up us girls, and then, like, gave us all a rating and told us who had the best ass, who had the best boobs, who had the thinnest waist. Oh, my God. Whose thighs were the best. (gasps) Like, it was horrendous. And I remember just that whole year of hanging out with them, I just felt terrible. And Mm. because I had kind of a thing with one of the guys, and he was the first guy that I'd ever really, really, really liked. And it was this whole saga, but he ended up like two-timing me with one of the other girls in our friendship group. Oh, the scumbag. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I remember being absolutely destroyed when he chose her. And because like the way I found out was they just like updated their Facebook status that they were together. And I was like, well, (laughs) I guess this is over then. Oh, it was so bad. But I remember feeling like well he doesn't like me because I'm fat oh because you were constantly being compared to I these was other constantly girls. being compared to these other girls oh. and so I stopped eating in year nine I would eat those little rice cakes mm. I would take like three of those to school and have them over the day and then I would go home and eat the smallest bowl of dinner that I could get away with without mum questioning Mm. why I wasn't eating as much. And I remember she became really, really worried about me because I was so thin. But in my eyes, I was massive and I was disgusting and horrible. I just want to disclaim, I don't think I had an eating disorder, but I 100% had disordered eating. Yeah. Because once I kind of picked, like I was able to pick myself up. I wasn't hospitalised or anything like that. It wasn't ever to such an extreme as that. Mm. But... It was honestly one of the most awful, awful periods of my life. And I was just so destroyed. And I remember just constantly comparing myself to these other girls. But of course I did because the boys all did. And I'd grown up with these ideas of needing to be beautiful and needing the boys' validation and approval of me. Well, it teaches you that being skinny is beautiful. Yeah. In my eyes, my weight dictated my beauty. Yeah. And I think most women have probably had a very similar stage in their life. I remember going through something quite similar when I was in high school. I grew up a dancer and in the ballet class that I was in, I was probably, I wasn't the only girl, but there was only one or two of us that actually had like a bum and thighs. (laughs) Everyone that knows me knows that I've got a booty. Like, it's no secret. But I was just constantly comparing myself to the other girls who were really, really thin. And I was really thin too. Like, I was tiny, but I just constantly felt so big. And I remember in year 11, I was in the car with my mum and I just started crying. And I was like, please don't make me do ballet anymore. Like, it's just making me feel so bad about myself. And that's when I stopped ballet and I had done it for years and years. I was really good at it. Like, I absolutely adored it. And it just sucks that 
body image caused me to step away from something that I really loved. And it's still something I regret that I stopped doing that. So sad, isn't it? But it's so funny how you can never see in yourself how you truly are. Yeah. Like other people can look at you and be like, wow, she looks great or she looks really tiny. Or <laughs> little bit of body dysmorphia happening <laughs> over here. A little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I remember I went to America when I was 18 with a dance team. And on this team, the costumes that we had, there were only like four or five size smalls of the tops. And the dance coach was like, okay, well, the smallest girls need to come and get these ones because they aren't enough for everyone. And I was sitting there and a few girls went up and one of the coaches turned to me and she was like, Victoria, that's you. And I was so shocked that I was one of the smallest girls because I had felt so big for so long when really I was one of the smallest on the whole team there was like 20 of the girls so sad yeah yeah and it's something that we both really still struggle with hey absolutely how often are we at home and I will say oh my god I'm feeling really big today or I hate how I look. I'm so bloated. Yeah, I look and you'll be like, no, you look I'm like, so are good. you kidding? And vice versa. You always say it and I'm like, are you kidding me? You are my dream body. Like, mm, stop it. it. <laughs> it's really funny though because I send <laughs> I send videos to my mum and I'm like, mum, look at me. I'm such a chunk of chunk. And she'll like reply and she'll be like, Maddie, what the hell? You look so thin. Mm. And then it's funny because I'll watch back that video like three days later, and I am shocked at myself that I was feeling as if I was huge because I'm so like I'm so thin in that video, and mm. I'm like, what? It's so dangerous. What is my brain doing to me? Yeah, it's really scary sometimes. I think there is an incredible Instagram page called Iway that Jamila Jamil yes. started, and you and I we adore her. She's mm, fantastic. Legend. And the whole premise of that page is that the number on the scale doesn't define your worth or dictate your beauty. Mm. You weigh your confidence and your kindness and your quirkiness and your creativity. I just love it. Yeah, and it's all about making women feel comfortable in their own skin and to really fight back against the narrative that we're constantly fed through the media. Yeah, absolutely. That our weight does dictate our beauty. Because, I mean, all of these airbrush models that we grew up with and all the unrealistic beauty standards that we're held to as women in society is ridiculous Mm. and really damaging. Yeah, absolutely. Really damaging. Absolutely. And it's so hard to actually hold your ground Mm. and stay strong and not be swayed by all of that because it's constantly shoved down our throat. Even still today, I mean, it's probably not as bad as when we were teenagers, but I feel like it's it's still really relevant. relevant. I was saying to you the other day, Maddie, I haven't weighed myself in probably like a year and a half, like a really long time. And when we were having that conversation, I literally forgot that I actually have no idea how much I weigh. Yeah. And I think it has been the most positive thing for me and the process of loving my body. Yes, it's so true because I was the same, as I was saying earlier, like I used to weigh myself excessively when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think when I went away to uni, I stopped. I did not weigh myself for years. The only time I would weigh myself is when I donate blood. That yeah. is the only reason I know how much I weigh. Yeah. And I try not to pay any attention to it. Mm. Because you have to change that mind frame of it's not about the number on the scale. No, that does not define me. It actually me. doesn't matter. No. Like, it does not matter 
at all. Well, and because muscle weighs more than fat anyway. It's a feeling within yourself, isn't it? I mean, you know if you are in a healthy state or an unhealthy state. I Mm. don't think we need a number on a scale to tell us that. Yeah, absolutely. I just think the BMI test as well is absolute rubbish. Oh, my God. Isn't it just? Absolute rubbish. I showed you a photo the other day of an influencer that put up a photo and she was like, I, according to the BMI, I am overweight. And she was... She was fit. She like was she looked fit good. mama. She was, oh, so beautiful, so hot. Yeah. Goals. It was incredible. I want to talk to you about feeling comfortable in our own skin as women because I think female bodies and female presenting bodies are so highly sexualized in the media and that can take a massive toll on us as young girls and how we measure our worth. Yes. And I think it's so funny because you've got this highly sexualized body on one hand and then on the other hand, this fear of being slut-shamed and this slut-shaming culture that kind of keeps us scared and keeps us down because it's like, oh, we want you to be beautiful but unattainable. We want you to be sexy, but modest. You can't win, can you? No, we can't win. No, absolutely not. And I mean, with the slut shaming thing, I haven't really experienced a whole lot of slut shaming. A little bit, but nothing crazy. What it is, is the fear of it. Yeah. It's the fear of, well, if I say this or I do this, what are people going to think of me? Yeah. Even in our romance episode, when I told a little story about... The three guys. Three guys. Yeah. Um, I had a big conversation with you that night when we were editing and I was like, I don't know if I want people to hear this story. Because yeah. even though nothing really happened, there's going to be people out there that are like... They're going to make assumptions. Yeah. And then they're going to just deduct that you're a big old slut. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And so funny because I wonder if you guys, the listeners, would listen to that and be like literally nothing like is this all in my head not think anything of it yeah yeah. absolutely well Well, I said to you it doesn't come across in that story at all like you've been sleeping around or anything like that (laughs) it doesn't sound like that we'll see or you guys are all sitting at home being like she's a big old (laughs) she's nasty gal backtracking this is just her backtracking guys (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh but yeah, I think it's so important as women that we really embrace our bodies and we unpack that shame that is inherently built into us through everything that we've kind of been exposed to growing up and we just take full ownership over our bodies over the sensuality as mm. opposed to the sexuality. Because like we are sensual beings. We're not Aww. sexual. We can be if we want to be, mm. but that should be up to us. Absolutely. It's we our, dictate that. It's our decision. I'm sure you remember, Maddie, the video that was released probably a couple years ago now for a magazine called Girls, Girls, Girls. It was the first video to sort of launch the magazine. And it has the wonderful actress starring in it uh, who plays Miranda in Sex in the City. Oh, yeah. And she's sitting there and she's like just talking through everything that men expect from us. Oh my gosh. I loved that video. I was obsessed with it. Oh, it's amazing. And it's just like so contradicting all these things that people expect from women. And we actually can't win. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't win. We can't take a step in the right direction. Which is... Even more reason to just throw out all the rules and live how you want. And live be how... who you want to be. Yes. Absolutely. 
as long as you feel good mm. in that beautiful body, because all of our bodies are different and we all have our own struggles. And I think loving your body is just going to be one of those journeys that continues throughout our life because it's always changing as well. That's right. This is the thing. I get comfortable with my body and then all of a sudden two years has passed and I'm like, why don't I look like I did two years ago? That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's such an important topic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wanting to be an old version of yourself. Wanting to be an old version of yourself. I feel I have so many times in my life where I have been like, wow, I wish I looked how I did last year. Like I wish I was as skinny as I was back then. Oh, as in an older, yeah, yeah, right, as in a younger version of yourself. Yes. Yeah, right, okay. I thought you meant you wanted to get older, and I was like, I've literally never heard anyone say that before. I do. <laughs> I enjoy getting older. It's fun. Yeah, you are excited to get older. I it's know. so strange. Had a whole, you just get more fabulous as you grow. Oh. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Victoria, what has not been the love of your life this week? Not the love of my life this week is just this time of year, mm. how stressful it is, how full on everything is. I just have nothing in my cup at the moment. Mm. And every day I'm just like waking up, going through the motions, getting to the end of the year. Yeah, work is really taking it out of you, hey? It has, it has. Well, I can relate because this time of year is also not the love of my life. Because you're a Grinch. I hate Christmas. I hate it. I actually love Christmas Day. I love being with family and the food and the drinks and the spirit of it all, but I hate the Christmas music. I hate all the stupid plastic decorations that just go to landfill. I hate the whole capitalist, consumerist. Let's not get me started. I think it's time for a wine. I'm (laughs) taking applications for a new housemate. (laughs) Must be jolly. Must enjoy Santa Claus. Uh, Someone happy, please. Good luck. (laughs) Let's go have a wine, my love. And we will see you all next week for another episode of Love of My Life. Love you, man. Love you. Bye. Bye. This episode of Love of My Life was made possible by So Perth and Liberty.